large vacuum mode, clearly on top. Arcadia Queen is running on. 200 to go. Russian Camelot has a race. Arcadia Queen coming at Russian Camelot. Russian Camelot, Arcadia Queen. Arcadia Queen first look at 2000 is going to turn over Russian Camelot. Arcadia Queen a link to the corner. Russian Camelot. I remember watching it back to the this bike might be pretty smart, I think. Nevada Hood and the Autumn Sun goes for the lead at the 200 metres, put down a length and a half, two lengths, Vasilina, and extends the Autumn Sun, three or four lengths in front, and Syrian racehorse, the Autumn Sun, blazes in spring, bumps in six lengths. G'day legends, welcome to another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast. You know who we are. If you've been listening in, you know exactly who we are. I'm Nick. Welcome, Jackson. How are you? Mate, good to be back. First day of spring. There's something in the air, mate. I'll tell you, you get a little tingle down your spine uh, first day of spring. So to all the punters out there, it's that time of year, guys. Go and uh, dust off the MJ Bale and the and the old politics and uh, Peter Jackson. Go uh, take all your deposit limits off sports bed and tab and all the rest of it and get ready to hook in. There certainly is something in the air, this hay fever. Mm. Bit of pollen in the air, Jacko. We are just talking about it. It is well and truly, I don't know what's going on there. You're well, right, though. Get well, we do, we, we're, mate, we're going to do well to get through the bloody episode with the way you're fucking sneezing and carrying on at the start. I might have to pick it up and start reading the form and then go through it as well. I sound like I've had a big night or something, but um, I haven't. What we do, what we do need to discuss just quickly, the weekend that just was, we obviously didn't get the opportunity to do a review. Pretty tough weekend down south. Not a bad weekend up here in Sydney in terms of the racing. What did you make of it? Did you end up having a good day on the punt or? Oh, pretty much an even day on the punt. Um, it didn't really go one way or the other. I think the main thing was in Sydney, it was hard to play because of the amount of shorties over the week. And um, obviously a few got rolled in Frumos. Uh, Fire got rolled his way through away another race, my God. Um, and then you look you look over to Melbourne, wide open races throughout, and it was just pretty much chocolate wheel for the most part. Um, Snap Dancer obviously winning that, that big race down there and quality uh, resumption from I'm Thunderstruck. That's a horse that we're definitely going to be following going forward, mate. But look, I think we learned a lot definitely. As far as punting and, and making the big cash this early in spring, it's probably not the main concern. What we want to do now is just learn and know what we're doing later on. Absolutely. And getting the eye in sort of that main thing. We've got a lot of horses again coming first up. Um, a lot of two-year-olds resuming now as three-year-olds. Um, so really excited to have them back. On the weekend, I don't know if this is talking through my pocket, but Alligator Blood just never got a run, never had its chance. I'm thinking this horse is looking at maybe a Maccabi Diva into sort of a Cox Plate path. I'm not sure what Gay and Adrian are thinking. I've gone with a guess that it's going to the Maccabi. And on Sportsbet, it was 13 bucks this afternoon. So I've had a little trickle there. If you're an all-in punter, mm. maybe have a look. Yeah, the, the brave men, the the one that jump on, on the all-in, so all the best to them. I did think that inside gate was going to be poison on the weekend, and it turned out to be that way. Probably fair to say he didn't get his chance, but he's going to be suited at the mile next start. Let's do it, mate. So Randwick mm. and the Valley this week, excited for Randwick. There's a little bit of rain forecasted for Friday, and it looks like Saturday is going to be cold and wet. Mm. So it's rated a soft seven at the moment. Who knows what they'll throw up? It could be a heavy nine. So mm-hmm. it's already a bit of cut in the track. We'll kick it off at Randwick. Um, so we've got race four, 2,400. These horses, geez, they go around a bit, mate. Lord Ardmore, top of the market, 390. Grove Ferry, 
really close to winning last start, wasn't it? 53 for gain, Adrian, five bucks. Cadre Dunoir is 650. Too much to bear sevens through Irish eyes is 750. Then you go to Raging Bull Nines, Arapaho, and the rest are 20 plus. These top three or four in the market have sort of been competing in similar races. What did you think? Are you going to stick with Grove Ferry? I am going to stick with Grove Ferry. Stays at the 53. Tim Clark sticks as well. I just thought that key lead-up race, the, the Premier's Cup or Lord Mayor's, I can't remember which one it was. They all seemed the same to me, these staying races. But I just thought it was the one that you had to take out of that race. Obviously, Arapahoe, the winner, was impressive that day. But Grove Ferry went forward, led them up at a good gallop and just got softened up by Durston uh, halfway through the race. Durston, again, finished 40 lengths last and Grove Ferry still punching away and in front at the 150. So... Out of that race, I'm definitely taking Grove Ferry. It's at a good price again this week. You're getting $5. Um, draws the widest barrier, can just work across and hopefully cross them um, and, and will be close enough up there on the speed. I think super hard to run down. The other one that's a danger um, that I flagged as well is Cadre Dunoir for Mara Nistis at around the $6 mark and two ten the place. So probably an each way play. It won a 2,400-meter race, third up. Uh, it's definitely a step up in class here, but still gets treated pretty nicely at the weights. Little positive uh, booking there of Brennan Abdallah as well. So between those two, I'm definitely Grove Ferry on top and Cardre the saver. With Arapaho, so it goes up three kilos, which is obviously a negative. <clears throat> All the other horses stay around the same weight, so I can understand that. But $11 seems overs. It does a little bit. My concern with the horse is... It's led up most of its races throughout this prep and all of a sudden it misses the kick and then goes back to last and then finishes off the way it did. So the concern is, do they know how to ride this horse? Are they going to try and lead again when it's been slightly less impressive? What what the story is there? There's too many question marks for me. And again, you mentioned the weight. We're up in trip now as well. So it's got to lug that extra weight on a, on a bigger trip. Great ferry for you, mate. Fantastic. With a little saver on Cadre du Noir. Race five, 1,000 metres. Few stars back in action, which is mm. really good to see. I thought the big fella might have been a chance, but then he trialed during the week with a couple of other stars, classic legend, those types. So looks like he'll go to a challenge next street next week is Nature Strip. Thousand meters, a lot of horses looking for some Everest spots if they've already got one, things like that. So Eduardo, the, the great, the great horse, he's a star, he's a dead set <laughs> champion. This thing, 60 and a half kilos, two dollars first up. Andermatt's 460, Mars Crusader's 750 with Malkovich coming off a really nice trial. Zapateo's 10 bucks. And then you got Shelby who finds some wet ground, mm. 20 bucks. Ethelric's 20s as well. Rocketing by at 40s and then handle the truth. The old shag is 101s down the bottom. Mm. Is it as simple as Eduardo wins this race or do you think there's just too many plans ahead and you wouldn't be jumping in yet? Where, where are you at? I don't think so. I don't think I want to be as sort of gung-ho going in first up for Eduardo. I just think anytime a horse has already got an Everest slot already sewn up, you probably want to be careful, especially first up, because chances are they're not coming 100% wound up. Yes, he's he can win on ability alone. We know that. But his first up, he's got a little bit of weight, and I just think he's going to be softened up by Malkovich up in the lead there. Malkovich will probably lead him. That's how fast that horse is, and there's not many in the country that can lead Eduardo over a 1,000 metres. So I think those two will roll forward, and, and they're probably going to soften each other up. The one that's going to be just camped in, in behind them, got a bit of race fitness as well, is Zapateo. Still on the up, this horse was just super last start. 
second best performance on the day behind Animo. So on a day where a lot of horses were running time, she made the second best performance on the day. So, you know, super, super resumption there. Did have the residual fitness from that run back in May, but she's second up. She's had that trial in between runs two back and she's ready to go. $10 as well. So you're getting a super price. I just think it's a genuine play. Only got to repeat the last start to be in the top three here. We obviously mentioned rocketing by. I'm going to leave that for you. That's a horse that we flagged as a horse to follow. Best last thousand of the meeting last time. So that's definitely a horse that we need to, to have a look at. And just on Mars Crusader, he's just a strange one. It's been four runs in a row now that have been poor. What do we do with him? Is he in the recycling or, or is he in the bin? It's hard to know. He's another one that's got the Everest slot um, sewn up and a thousand meters is not his go. But if he does something here, we might have to get interested again. But look, you know, Zapateo on top for me, plenty of classy types though. I really showed some faith in Mars Crusader. He was 12 bucks in a new market. I said he was the best place bet I've ever seen. And he just couldn't do it for me. So to be honest, mate, he's the cardboard box. He's the Uncle Toby's for me at the moment. Willie Pike's riding though. So exciting. Could be a chance. $7 leaving me out. I agree with Eduardo. I'm going to go around the $2. He can win. There's no questions he can win, but happy to just watch him win. That's fine. Two I'm interested in, and I do like Zapatero as well. I love the points he made. Andamat, really nice first up record. The horse has only won five times, four from four first up. So the horse clearly flies when fresh. Um, already really good specking. It's eights into 460, so the market's talking there. An interesting one for me, this horse is 440 out to 750, and I just cannot tell you why, and that's Malkovich. This horse came out and won a trial by 4.8 lengths, and it was clear that they were trying to get some real fitness into it leading into this run. I think he probably leads the field, 1,000 metres, that's his go. I can't see why there's a betting drift. Mm. I don't get it. Mm. So anyway, Malkovich, a little play as well as Andermatt, but probably for me, a, a real watch race. Like even Shelby, as we mentioned before, if it's wet enough, there's no reason why he can't win with 60 kilos. So exciting race. Race six, the Dali Furious sees a lot of these fillies, really classy fillies, um, either coming back. Um, we've got a few at the top of the market that are coming back. And then we've got In Secret, who's obviously really unlucky first up. And it's favourite. So J-Max Dicks, $3.60 there. Paris Dior's fives. She's Extremes back, uh, $6. North Star Lass is sevens. Willinger Beast, eight fifty, And then you've got double figures for some nice horses too. So she's a belter, obviously coming off a ripping Queensland campaign. Russian Conquest is 20s with Wingardium is 19s. Then you got a couple there down the bottom. In Secret, good run. I don't know if I can forgive her. I just mm. flat. obviously didn't get any luck last start, but talk me through the map anyway, Jacko. Yeah, I'll get to In Secret, but just as far as the map goes, so we've got North Star Lasses drawing the pole. They'll roll forward and, and probably control this. Wave Rider Boy is close enough, and She's Extreme's obviously got a bit of speed, so I've got her in the second pair with Madame Pomery. Um, Willinger Beast and Mumbai Jill both get back. The rest just sort of find their spot from there. Just on in secret, you mentioned the last start. There's a few good judges around that do want to forgive her. Obviously, the margin was unfair in the end behind Zoo Gotcha and was going through the line nice and smart. The gate this week is a little bit of a concern. It's, it's pretty ugly as far as the map goes. She's drawn the widest, and there's a bit of speed drawn inside, so... Whether J-Mac can slot her in, I'm not sure. What you do have to respect, though, is that a lot of classy fillies have returned for a resumption here, including some like Paris Dior, et cetera. 
and J-Max stuck with in secret. So she's already up and about. She's got the runs on the board now. She's got that fitness base that a lot of these don't. I think you have to stick with her and you get a similar price to last week. So it's another throw at the stumps in my opinion. She's on top for me. I think Paris Dior, the one that I mentioned, is a classy type as well. Beat Willinga Beast um, in that. I think it was the Percy Sykes uh, back in April when they paired off. And not the hottest form race, but I do think Willinga Beast is an okay type. I think between the two, you've got to be with Paris Dior from some capacity. Just having a look now. So Golden Rose all in markets. Just thought it'd be a good chance to have a look. So she's extremes eight bucks. Then you've got In Secret and Paris Dior are both $15. So it does appear that those are probably the paths they're going to. So 1,200 here and then stepping up further to the Golden Rose on the 24th of September. Mm. In Secret, really nice run. Obviously, a little bit luckless behind you got you, as you said. I'm going to not play at the moment at 360. I'm going to go with the horse who came out of the same trial as Malkovich. Um, this was the quietest trial in the history of trials. I just love what they've done with this horse. Obviously had a fantastic preparation last prep um, behind Fireburn twice and then knocking her off um, in the big one to knock her off for the, for the triple crown. So look, I know we've got to be wary with these horses coming back from golden slippers and all this sort of stuff coming through heavy ground. But I just really like this return trial. I'm going to play at $6. She's extreme. That, that's the way I'm going to head. Yeah. She's a star and she maps well, but yeah, like you say, it's just these horses. Can they come through the golden slipper? So big watch. The tramway, race seven, talking about blokes coming back. Zaki, the big fella, he's back. He is the big fella. I know last week we had a few big fellas that we mentioned, but this is literally the big fella. We toss it around a fair bit, don't we, the old big fella term? <laughs> but this is this is the big fella. There are a few big fellas in this race. Like Zaki's a huge fella and Profondo is just a $1.8 million big fella. Correct. So... Top of the market, $1.85. There is absolutely no value around for this horse, but I suppose it just depends what you define as value. Like mm. bank interest is value to some people. So who knows? Converge is sevens, Profondo sevens also. Ice Bath eight. Jeez, she's a cat. Mm. I'm sorry. When I see her name, I just, I get the shits. They need to change it to Bridesmaid. Ice Bath <laughs> should no longer be her name. Just roll with Bridesmaid, the, the ultimate place getter. So you've got those four who are eight bucks and less, dollar eighty favorite, and then it's twenty one dollars. Nimbly yearning twenty threes character prime candidate twenty six, and then Colding Yonkers and Big Boy Roy. Like he's going to be hard to beat Zaki. He's really well in at the weights, fourteen hundred. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to find excuses to get him beat. Now, I think we, we've done this before where we just try and try and poke holes in him, but it's very hard to. Last time we we sort of stuck our neck out for him and said it's bank interest, he got rolled. And that was in that Doom and Cup, obviously. I just think that, 22. yeah, it was, it was it was an end of prep run, in my opinion. He just came to the end of it. He ran through those bog-heavy tracks and the Queen Elizabeth. And, you know, he obviously picked up the, the All-Star Mile on the way through that prep. So he did have a productive uh, prep. And you've just got to look at his form. He's the one they need to beat here. I'm not, you know breaking any news here nothing groundbreaking i'm saying but even at a dollar 85 i think if you like him you just have a play or you multi him up into something don't go stupid but he probably should win this race just maps beautifully he'll just sit in behind prime candidate they'll roll forward um you know j max booked it's it's hard to beat and like you say so well treated at the weights yeah you're right really well treated at the weights 1400 is you do get worried about it but He's performed at 1,400 before and he's had two nice trials leading into this. So 
There's no doubt that he's going to be half wound up. I think he is the one to beat. Um, Profondo, interesting they stick at 1,400, mm. I thought. I was, I I was taken by him first up. I didn't mind his run, obviously. He's rock solid. But, yeah, look, 1,400 and a wet deck. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they scratched and held off till the George May next week. Mm. It seems like a more suitable race. Or it might not be next week, maybe the week after. But it seems like a more suitable race. But maybe they think that he can get a kill at 1,400 while he's had the run under the belt. And a couple like Convergence Zaki are coming back. So who knows? Mm. Um, I'm looking forward to that race. So it's going to obviously be a really nice form race for the rest of the spring. Race eight, 1600, Chelmsford, ripping race. Always is. I know Winks won this one a couple of times. Surefire's top of the market, 380. Montefilia, 460 there. Mwanga's six as well. Benno's 850. And you got double figures. So Numerian, Stockman, 16s. Allegron, 17s. Knights Order, the Sydney Cup winners, 19s. Crystal Pegasus coming off a really good preparation last prep, 23s. And then you got a few others. Jesus, some stayers coming back into this race. Like this is a mile race and you've literally got stayers from top to bottom. Yeah, this this sort of reminds me of when Winks used to have those runs in these sort of ranges and Chris Waller would put seven or nine, seven or eight or nine, you know, fucking stayers resuming yeah. just, just for runs down the prep. I wonder how those sort of voice messages went to the owners those week. Yeah, you know, a bit of fitness, get 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 a bit in the legs, go from there. Star okay. of the seas, star of the seas, ran around in all those. <laughs> yeah, some of those poor owners, mate. But you know, good on them for, for sticking solid. But yeah, look, I just think this is a straightforward one, Ned. You're going to be sick with me. I'll touch on the map quickly. Knight's order and Entente will roll forward. New Marion's got the inside gate and should boot up. There's no speed from the rest of them, though. They all sort of get back and they don't have natural speed. So I don't imagine there's going to be a rolling tempo here, especially with a few of these first up looking for further. Ned. Speaking of big fellas, you're going to be sick with me. I'm giving him one more. I'm giving him one more. I admit that he's... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before you absolutely let rip, I just want to make sure that you know what you're about to say Mm. and you're about to tell everyone. I just, if you need a second, if you need to take a second, do your thing because I understand this has taken a lot of courage. Mate, it's a tough one. I can't believe the words are coming out of my mouth, but I need to stick to my guns, mate. I need to stick to my guns. Mawanga is one of the best on the day. I'm not saying he's one. He's he's the best bet of the weekend. I'm saying he he should be winning this race. If he comes anywhere near his best, anywhere near his capability, he wins. None of these horses are milers. You look down the page. You got Numerian half in the market. Um, Surefire ran really well. Still looking for further. You can look through all these. You know, like you've got Montefilia as well. All these horses want to get out up to two thousand and further. Mawanga is going to be jogging on the spot. He just sort of gave up and Tommy Berry gave it, you know, took it easy on him last time in that wink stakes first up, second up, had the run on the board, had those couple of trials. He's up to a mile, no speed in this race at all. He should be too good for this lot over this trip, in my opinion. He's he's just one of the best on the card, in my opinion. I need to give him one more chance, Ned. I can't let him go around with this field. I love the booking of Nash too. That's a really nice booking. He'll just get, he'll get the best out of him. Yep. Really well in at the weights, this horse too, mm. mind you, like 59 kilos when you're looking at horses like, I don't know, maybe Stockman and Allegron when they're, they're meeting him at the same weights. He's definitely well in. And usually the number one horses in those set weights races do get well in. Mm. I'm going to back a horse called Benno. Um, I made him one of my runners to watch for the spring. I do understand that this is probably still a little bit short, like, Aimed at a Metrop most likely, which is 2,400. I'm, I'm more than fine with that. I think around that $10, if you can get 850, I think it is at the moment. 
this horse was a seriously good run in behind Animo in the wing stakes. Really good run. About 50, 50, 60 metres past the post, he was actually in front of Animo. So it tells me the horse is in some really good order, like the booking of Pike. Um, if you're looking at race fitness, he's got to be the one. Obviously, Mwanga as well has had that start. But I just think when you look at that race, if you're going to pick one of the two, for me, you have to pick Benno. But yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I love that we've got sort of picked two around that six to eight dollar mark. Yeah. It's going to be a ripping race. I tell you who is the lay of the day, mm. this favorite. Mm. Mm. Finished, off, fi- finished off well, but you know what it is, Ned, and we see it time and time again. It's the Chris Waller and J Mac tax every single time. You've got to take a dollar or a dollar fifty less than what you normally would. So any anytime you like this combination, you've just got to take the tax. Something rogue just to throw in there. I know mm. we don't want to talk too much and this horse probably can't win but Entente looks to be the only leader in the race mm, mm. is he I, the wrong ones at $31 I, don't, I, I, I think so I, I think you know with that camp as well they usually have them forward enough first up but I just think there's a stable mate as well Knight's Order that rolled forward in that Sydney Cup as well I just think it'll keep it honest and make sure it is a half decent tempo that's it for the Randwick card that we're going to cover <clears throat> on our Instagram page. We always put up a full tip sheet for the entire card as well. So for the races we haven't covered, we actually do do the form for the rest. It's just, we want to make sure we give you guys the races that you're most interested in. We are as well. So we flick over to the Valley. There's some really nice races, smaller fields than Randwick, mm. um, except for one that's got about 4,000 in it, but smaller fields it's Middies McEwen day and we'll start at race four. 1,600 metres, it's the fee and stakes. So Mr. Brightside, he's $1.95. Earlswood's $4.20 with the inspirational girl back, $5. Spanish mission, scratched on the weekend, mate. But uh, looking forward to seeing what you have to say about this horse because you fucked your neck out for him on the weekend. We got you 13s and sound is $34 in a six-horse field. So mm. safe to say he is none. Mr. Brightside just wins for me. I think it all revolves around him. Um, obviously, the, the map is going to be key and ca- tactics are going to play a massive role in this small field. He's the one that's got the race fitness. He's had that run on the board. He was super tough as well when I'm Superman sort of ranged up to him and he just kept finding the line. You, you can just see that he's come through that that sort of autumn campaign and he's flourishing now. So they're going to aim him at some big fucking races. Um, so look, the, the, the race just revolves around him. Willow Sticks, he's going to sit in the box seat behind Earlswood and Spanish Mission. He's the one they have to beat. You're not getting any sort of price with him, but I just think between him and Zaki, you're probably looking at a multi between the two of them. So maybe something there for the punters. Just the other one I want to mention as well. I'm not going to talk about Spanish Mission. I know you teed me up to sort of... Oh, why not? Well, why not? To be honest, mate, I reckon I might have dodged a bullet after I stuck my neck out. I was waiting for him to get scratched on the weekend. I go, oh, you fuck, he got scratched. Anyway... Inspirational girls resuming here. I don't know what to make of the fact that Frosty's hopped off and is riding Earlswood this week. They've booked Jai McNeil, but you normally see Frosty on a, a Melbourne uh, campaign for this horse. But um, last time out, ran okay in the CFO first up. That was more of just a prep run. Came in off one trial that prep and then obviously beat Zaki um, in the blamey second up. That was over a mile. So we're looking at two trials into a mile this time. If they're ready to go, she's definitely up to winning this. For sure. I'm just going to keep it nice and simple, as you said. I think Mr. Brightside wins and keeps on winning. Yeah. We keep talking about the weights really well in the way that this horse is going. So yeah. 1,600 metres at the Valley. Yep. Happy yeah. there. Minis McEwen. This is always a lightning, lightning, lightning race. It's over 1,000. So Cool and Gadda. So two, now turn three, Philly. These horses are all coming back. It's really cool. 
Um, they said they said about three or four weeks ago that this was the, the starting point for her. They were going to go here and then probably the Moya. So they're trying to get this horse ready for the Valley. She's had a gallop around there as well. So she's in with 50 kilos, $2.25. In the Congos, five bucks with Rothfire at $6.50. Zoo style, $7. Away game, $7.50. And then you got double figures. But the Inferno, quality horse, and Similians, 34s. For a six, seven horse field, they put together something pretty cool. Pack with quality, mate. It's um, top to bottom. There's well-performed runners. Obviously, the interesting runner is Cool and Gatter that ticked over to that three-year-old now. And she's obviously a star. There's no doubt about it. But similar to all these other runners that we touched on before, like She's Extreme and the like, you've just got to watch them first up off these slipper campaigns. You've just got to watch them because they're two-year-old juveniles that were young. They weren't fully furnished yet. And they've been sent out on these heavy 60s and expected to come back the next prep. So you're starting to see them fall off. And, you know, best of Bordeaux is probably the best example of that on the weekend. So with all of that being the case, I'm just going to watch her. If she, you know, sits behind them, is close enough on the turn and boots away from them, you know, hats off. The Kiramar and Eustace, they're just freaks. You just say, you know what, you won at 2.30, you're a star. Good luck to you. <clears throat> what I'm doing in this race, excuse me, is rolling forward with Rothfire here. Frosty's booked, 1,000-meter specialist, three from three. They've got the toe to get up there and lead. Um, if not, sit, probably sit outside Zoo Styles' girth and just let those two control it. You want to be on speed at the Valley this week. There's a bit of cut in the ground. They won't mind that. Again, I love the booking of Frosty. I don't like how they try and train this horse to be a 1,400 um, sort of horse and have targets around that mark. I just think it's a 1,000-meter, 1,200 at max specialist. And I love the fact that they've turned up here first up over a thousand. I'm actually pretty keen at the seven dollar mark. Yeah, look, the horse is he's promised a lot this thing, but he's six starts first up for four wins as well, which is a really nice, nice record. And mm. comes here first up, as you said about the distance too. So I can see what you're saying. I'm gonna go with two. So gonna go around cool and gather as well. Obviously, 50 kilos, fucking fantastic. But first one's away game. Nice trial. That was in behind generation. Didn't get asked to do a lot. $7.50. I think she'll suit the Valley. I really do. Um, she's obviously had a, a start there previously. I think she'll suit the Valley. She's a little mare, so she'll get around that turn nicely. So going to have a play there with Craig Williams and then in the Congo as well. Mm -hmm. Two trial wins. So they've really given this horse a nice fitness boost coming into this. This horse is Really, he's a very, very good horse. Um, he started favourite in a, what was that, a Galaxy, where Shelby 66 went past him. Correct. Won a Golden Rose with Animo in, in behind. Exactly. So, you know that the horse, the racing pattern is key, especially in races like this with six or seven runners. He's probably going to be close enough. I think he's probably probably the, the, the biggest danger to a away game for me. So, I'm going to play those two. Mm. Race six, 1200, Atlantic Jewel. Superstar horse, just quietly Atlantic Jewel. One of what the most, she... one of the most underrated, and she was she came and went. She was gone as a three year old, but one of the most underrated horses, and probably the most criminally underrated, to be honest. She was eleven from twelve. Mm. This is crook that I know. This I'm really sorry. She was eleven from twelve. The only race she got beaten in was by It's a Done Deal, mm. and the call was It's a Done Deal nailed her. Beat her right on the wire. That's one of my favourite calls of all time. It's an undeal. The horse from New Zealand came over and knocked her off. Race six is the Atlantic Jewel, 1,200 metres. I'm loving you, $3.50. Lady Laguna is $5.50. They're both coming out of the same race. Troach, $6.50 with Boogie Dancer at sevens. Nanagui is tens. Then Revolutionary Miss, 12 bucks. 
Vivia's 19s with Portray and Clarity denied. And then there's a couple of horses down at the bottom. I don't think I need to read out. Um, oh, look, I'm loving you and Lady Laguna are coming out of a pretty quality race. Mm. I'm loving you was obviously unlucky that day. How's the map look like? This is a pretty big field. It is a big field, but not many have too much toe in the first sort of two, 300 of their races. Lady Laguna's drawn towards the outside and they're going to roll forward. Um, just has a nice racing pattern, that horse, and normally quite honest. Petray and Troach are the other two that I've got going forward as well. Very bubbly and boogie dancers will be nice and, and close as well. There's two that are, you know, at a half decent price that I think we can get sort of cash around and I think they're genuine top three chances. First one I'm touching on is Lady Laguna. Just rolls forward this horse, as I said, got the lovely racing pattern, came out of that same race as um, I'm loving you. I thought between the two, you've got to be with Lady Laguna, rolled forward, set outside the speed. Um, and the rest of the on-pace runners that day were well gone. They were gone at the 2-300. Lady Laguna kept kicking on and was very honest through the line. So I thought there was a lot of merit in that performance. And I'm happy to back up here, knowing that she'll roll forward again and be close enough. I think she's a good chance. And Big Boogie Dancer as well comes out of an inferior form line, but I thought that was a nice race and won pretty softly in the end as well. So that's around the $9, $8 mark. I think between those two, with Lady Laguna being around the 5 bucks and sort of two fifteen the place, I think you can play each way for both of them. I agree. They're the two I like as well. Just on I'm loving you, was back in the field, didn't get a great run at them, but then once out, didn't do a ton. So usually when they don't, when they get it held up, you want to see him absolutely savage the line. Yep. She only just went past Lady Laguna. And yeah, there was only a head in between them in the end. And I'm loving you had the much softer run. Yes, it was held up, but conserving all the energy and Lady Laguna was up on speed battling. Troach is the other one that I'm happy to take on. Like, I know you look at it and you go, oh, it led in a race that was run reasonably hot. I just don't like the way that this horse runs. I know that sounds odd, but I just don't like its action. Mm. Lady Laguna and Boogie Dancer, I'm glad that you're on the same page there. They're definitely the two for me. Race seven, last race we'll cover at the Valley. It's over 1,200, and they have literally said, hey, trainers, if you've got a horse that feels like running this weekend, why don't you run in this race? We'll let you, <laughs> we'll let you in. I don't know. How many barrier stalls are they going to need for this race? Oh, geez. The they're they're going to be lining up in the fucking mounting yard, mate. They're going to <laughs> extend the stalls out. I actually think four deep with cover is a good spot in this race. Six, uh, six, mate, six deep with cover. You could have another two outside you. <laughs> Just good luck staying on. Um, Twelve hundred. It's at four fifteen anyway. So if you want to watch something, some spectacle unfold, please mm. turn it on. Corner pocket five bucks. Been well backed early doors. It's sevens into fives. Prince of Booms five fifty with ranges at seven. Wonder Bar 750. And then you got double figures. Age of Chivalry. How old is this thing? He's seven. Ah. He's seven. Okay. He's not as old as I thought. I thought he might have been 13. Mm. Gravina's 10s. Calypso Rain 12s. Kalos 12s. Oxley Road. Recycling 13s. Ranch Hands 16s with Cinewan and Catalyst. There's a few others down there. Bats reasonably deep this race but absolutely no superstars whatsoever. No, it bats deep, but there's 39 starters. So, you know, you, you'd hope you'd hope it bats deep. On the map, it's probably the starting point is Corner Pocket and Prince of Boom there. Obviously, the first two elects in the market. I think they can control it between the two of them. Asi won't be far away. Your mate, the 13-year-old, the rising 13-year-old, Age of Shivery, had the trainer change over with Mick Kent now, so he'll be close enough from that inside barrier. Rangers and Kalos got a bit of speed as well. Oxley Road, what are we doing with him these days? Oh. He'll he'll be close again. You know, he just puts himself there. But has he been scratched twice in a row now or three times? He has. I, I yeah. think they're just entering him just to haunt us. I think that's yeah. why 
just to give us the shits. Just to give us the shits. Just to make sure we te- we sort of taper our bets a little bit. I don't know what the plan is with Moody. I don't know if the horse has got issues now or, or what they're trying to sort out with him. But look, you, you probably wouldn't be surprised if he gets scratched again this week with the wet track. There's a little bit of rain around at Mooney Valley. It probably won't get worse than a soft six. Um, but yeah, look, this this race is an impossible race for me. There's a lot that are first up. Corner pocket is one I can get interested in, but I'd need to be well in front at this stage of the day to be having a play. Obviously, he has a super record, this horse. Let us down in that benchmark 100 before the end of the prep last time. And the trainer actually blamed himself that day. He said he put too much work in him um, during the week and was probably just a little bit flat. So whether it's a forgive, it's up to you. He's come up with a price again here at $6. So if you're keen on him, I can't steer you away, but I'm keeping the powder very dry here. I might have to use that as an excuse. I'm going to have to recycle that. I was overworked this week. That's why I've been so flat this weekend. Correct. I'm overtrained. Mm. Um, look, it's not an exciting betting race for me, but I do think corner pocket's the one. You can see the early market support is really good as well. Gate seven looks to get a pretty nice run at the Valley. I think he'll run well. He's, um, his record track and distance is two for two. Goes super first up. He's actually just got a really nice record, to be honest. He's 12 starts for eight wins. So nothing wrong with this horse. Rangers, little comment for this horse, like has not missed a top three or four in its last 10 runs. It just runs a place every time it runs. Got to have some respect there. And then a watch horse for me is Sinawan. So this horse, okay, first up at Caulfield. Covered a little bit of ground, got back. I don't know where it gets to from 13 and with 60 kilos, but at 20 to one, it's second up and it's five starts for three wins second up. And it's only won three times. So this horse went really well last preparation. It's just a bit of a watch horse for me, but yeah, it's a pretty ugly one. It is ugly. Just on Cinewan, obviously goes back and just a shit racing pattern that horse, but does have a good finish on its day. So definitely a watch, but you need to be close to on speed, especially when the rail's true at the Valley. And just on Rangers as well, just an honest horse was three wide that day behind Uncommon James and just kept finding the line. So, you know, definitely can follow that horse. For sure. That's it for the Valley and Sydney. Have you got a best bet and you're not allowed to say the bloke with an apostrophe in his name? No, my best bet comes over the West, mate. And I think we're about to get to there. So, you know, I've, I went a bit berserk last week and came up with three or four best bets. I'm going to keep it short and sharp this week. Fantastic. You speak of this. Mm. You speak of this. Actually, I'm just going to give me best each way for the day. It's, it is Benno. Okay. I know I'm, I'm probably going off a, a run too early. I agree. But I think it's similar reasons to why you like Mwanga. I just don't think there's many chances in this race. I think he's definitely a chance of running a, a place for sure. Yeah, and and the price is attractive. And if Mwanga's had enough and he just wants to go out to the fucking farm and he's had enough, then Benno's probably the likely winner. For sure. All right, here we go. First of all, how did this go last week? How did your best Western go? Now, our name of the podcast is living up to itself now, mate, because it's oh. the, it's the uh, second week in a row that we've run second again. Okay, enough said. Enough said there. Well, Time to bounce back. Things are going to change this week. I think I had four or five seconds at Caulfield as well. Mm. So the name, we've sort of, we've jinxed ourselves in a way. Mm. Now, I was actually reading the paper this morning and it was the Daily Telegraph. Um, and so at the back where the crossword section is, I just thought, oh, I'll have a crack at a crossword. And you know how you flip it upside down to see the answers? Mm. When I flipped it upside down, all I could see was the best Western prevails always. That's all it was right. That's just what it read. I don't know why it read that, but it did. Jacko, steer us into something over in the wild, wild west, brother. 
Okay, guys, we are going to Belmont, race seven. Uh, I feel like in WA, Ascot goes for 25 weeks and yeah. then Belmont takes it up and goes for the, the other 27. Or if, if that equals the year, then fair the enough. Tarmac. Just on the tarmac, mate. I don't know why they don't alternate and, and let the, the tracks have a fucking break, but they're going with it, mate. So there's a bit of sting in the ground. It does rain out in WA. I just found out this year um, when we spoke to Chris Parnham. So <laughs> um, it does rain and we've got a soft five, unless someone's just stood there with a hose trying to trying to just hose the gravel. But we're in the feature race of the day. We're in race seven. We're at Belmont. We are going comes a time. This is a horse that I've backed before on the Best Western. Hasn't let me down before. Comes in with a nice little weight relief. One really well first up with a bit of weight. Gets that weight relief now. Steps a little bit up in class, but I still think it should account for these. You're getting $3, which is a fantastic price, I think. Maps very well. Stays at the 1,000. Second up. A lot of these horses are first up and probably looking looking for you know targets down the track. I think he's the one jogging on the spot. $3 is an excellent price. I just think it's cash. Bang. And cash it will be, Jacko. We've got to go in with that confidence this weekend. The best Western will prevail and a couple Lifted. of these best bets we have will prevail also. Mm. What's the plan for the weekend, brother? I'm headed to the track, mate. I'm headed to the track. I'll be going there probably the next two or three weeks. Like I say, I'm dusting off all the, the Peter Jacksons, mate, and I'm getting ready. Fantastic. I would love to go out to the track, but I am a uni student, so mm. got a few assignments due on Sunday. Mm. You'd think that you'd probably do it with your free night tonight, but instead I'd rather come on here and chat market fluctuations and trial, barrier trials. So... Look, I can't do it all, but I'd love to get out there and um, back a few donkeys with you. Soon enough, mate. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Thanks Always for joining is. us. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Legends.